When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, guys, let's start with this. We had an email from someone who's researching COVID-19 in Houston, Texas. Her name's Bonnie. And she, uh, she, her boss is the dean at the University of Texas School of Public Health. And uh, she wrote us, sent us a little cold open that she wrote that we are going to uh, read right now. So huge shout out to Bonnie. Thanks for doing what Absolutely. you're doing. Thank you, Bonnie. Uh, I can't believe you took the, you took the time to wrote us a little, write us a little script uh, amongst your very important work. So let's do this. Uh, Michael will be Sean. Pam will be Edwin in this script. Um, here we go. It's called Michael Scott and the coronavirus. Michael Scott walks into the office. Everyone, can I have your attention? I have an announcement to make. As you all know, the coronavirus that Toby brought here is going to force us to work from home. <laughs> but I have the solution. I have sprayed myself with Lysol, which will protect me and you against the virus. We can just keep on keeping on. So I have plenty for everyone. Michael, who told you that? Well, Dwight did. Michael, you know Lysol is not intended to spray on the human body. It is for solid services and should be kept away from children. Mm, why do you think that, Pam? Michael, hand me one of the cans. Look, right here on the can, it shows you that it's for the kitchen, bathroom, and home services. Michael takes the can from Pam and starts walking to his office, shaking his head as he murmurs. <sighs> why, you idiot. I have to make some calls. Oh, Michael. And <laughs> see. <laughs> Um, Bonnie, that's so amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's thank you Bonnie so much. in Houston, that Texas. Is like that's so awesome. Much hey, shout out to you. Yes. Thanks for doing what you're Absolutely. doing. Absolutely. And uh, thanks for listening to the thank show. Thank you so much. Keep on keeping on. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed. Call Andy and Kelly. If your business paper needs or Dundamip, then the people purchase paper people Dundamip, then the people purchase paper people Dundamip, then the people purchase paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and J. Crew model, Sean Rowan. <laughs> I'm Edwin Jaynes, uh, Coordinating Director for Emerging Regions. And with us, as, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Am I scared of getting hit in the face? No. Every day, weirdos pay dominatrixes hundreds of dollars for that very privilege. I'm scared I'm going to love it. <laughs> do this. Let's do this. Every week we get together. Are you okay? No. <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week, today's topic, season six. Um, we've got a, a great show all about season six. Uh, we've got um, some trivia that a listener sent in for us and a game that a listener sent in for us that we're going to play. Um, You've got obviously. some art that a listener sent in for us right next oh, to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, this is, we're of course, video. the famous Pat Higgins, Michael Scott yes. Podcast Co., it's um, this is my podcast studio, my home studio. I know we uh, we had banked enough episodes for the last three weeks mm -hmm. 
of our show, yeah. but we've clearly ran out and we're still here. Sean was clean shaven uh, <laughs> uh, three weeks ago. It's kind of crazy what's happened. Wow. I've been keeping mine trimmed up. Yeah, this and, is three uh, weeks of sustained growth for me. <laughs> Looking so rugged, boys. Thank you. We're usually around the same table, but we're, of course, in our separate places. That's right. And since we're already video chatting, we figured we might as well record this. You can watch this online if you're if you're only listening. Hopefully. To it on your, yeah. We'll try. If we figure it out. But here we are. But yeah, season six is a nice, We, you know, we've been, it's been a while since we did season five, right? It's been like. Yeah, it's been quite a while. Yeah. We started yeah. moving very fast through the season. So we took a little break. But um, yeah. but I'm very excited to dive into season six, rich uh, with 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 story arcs, and uh, <laughs> one of my absolute favorite seasons for sure. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great, great season, analysis, Sean. Great analysis, <laughs> apt, rich. Uh, no, it really is. There's there's a lot going on. Looking back at, at how many storylines happened. Season sure. six, a uh, showrunner Paul Lieberstein. Um, uh, of course, Toby Flanderson. Uh, 26 episodes. It aired from September 17th, 2009 to May 10th, 2010. This is uh, a, a very uh, exciting season. We got Joe, Jim as co-manager. We got the Niagara Wedding. We got the Delivery. We got Saber, Joe Bennett, Gabe Lewis, Donna, Holly, Helen, Isabel, Scott's Tots. My Helen. favorite episode, Murder. Helene. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I wrote Helen. <laughs> who, who did this teleprompter? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, that's a great. It, there's a lot. There's a it's lot. A, there's a lot happening. Uh, uh, looking at the ratings, if you just look at the ratings throughout this this season uh, on Wikipedia of like how many people are watching at the time, it's crazy how much more like the wedding and the delivery are mm-hmm. above everything mm-hmm. else. Like. It's such an even event. six seasons in, even six seasons in, it's like the Jim and Pam stuff is what everyone cares about the most. You can imagine like the, those ratings crushed them. The NBC promos at the time where it's like this week mm-hmm. on The Office, it's finally yeah. time, you know, dum, 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 dum. And then they cut to something that Michael does, you know? Yeah. It's yep, great. Totally. We get to see Jim and Pam, and Pam get married and then we never have to worry about their relationship ever again. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. There's no drama between them for the next three seasons. It's Wait a second. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think this is, um, I'm really excited to dive into these story arcs. Let's talk, I mean, we're going to talk about Michael, of course, this is a great season for Michael's love life. And if you haven't listened to our, uh, Michael Scott's uh, Romantic Life uh, podcast uh, episodes. I think we did two of them. There's, um, you have to go back and check those out. Um, we've even done an episode about the Niagara episode and uh, the delivery, so we might not go as in deep in depth there. But we'll talk about Jim and Pam, of course. Mm-hmm. Dwight. That's that's one thing that came up as we were prepping the show was just that we've already kind of taken a dive into some of these topics before. Like like Sean mentioned, the individual episodes also saber in uh, in the office. So that's right. Um, I think we're going to take a slightly different angle, uh, looking at it through the lens of the characters. Um, and I'm really excited to uh, dive right in. I think we should start with Michael Scott um, at the top of this season. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, at the top of this season, of course, um, you know Holly is. Uh, been moved to uh, back to Nashua, Nashua branch. And so we don't really get into, um, 
Michael's romantic life for the first couple of episodes. But then once we get off to Niagara, we, you know, he's, he's like, I gotta, you know, find somebody and hook up with somebody. Of course, at the end of that episode, he hooks up with Pam's mother, Helen. (laughs) And that's made of real apes. (laughs) Um, And uh, I mean, what do you, what do you, anything we want to say about, uh, um, pre-Helene season six for, for Michael Scott. I, I mean, the episode Gossip is a spectacular Michael Scott episode. Oh, yeah. That's one where we really get to see Michael and his insecurities really, really come to bear. Uh, yes. It begins with the, the park park hold open, but then it ends with Michael just spreading rumors to try to cover up. It's, it's, it's a very classic Michael situation where he does one thing and mm-hmm. it spirals out of a muck. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of Amok, that's very much like Koi Pond is very similar to Gossip of just like diving so far into Michael's insecurities <laughs> where he's saying, you know, he starts limits of like, what can we make fun of and what can't we? And he does the whole chart, you know, and it just Ugh. gets so out of hand. But but this is when Michael's spiraling romantically. That's when he's at his lowest. Like, I feel like that's when he's the most vulnerable because since the end of season two, he's had something going on. You know, and here he's just like, oh, my God, the love of my life is gone. And I'm dating co-workers' families. I'm asking out people I'm meeting at bars. He's just like, he's he's all he's all over the place. Once, yeah. Once he sleeps with Helene begins a slippery slope uh, downward for, for Michael. You know, I yes. mean, when I say he asks someone out at bars, by the way, I mean, he's asking someone out at a bar that he meets while he's on a terrible date with someone else tries to set him up. Like he's just a mess, yeah. you know? Uh, that's right. And I mean, that is crazy. I, I, I almost forgot to include, uh, you know, that date that uh, when they go, when they all go out, um, is that, is that in season six here? No. In happy in happy hour. Happy hour. Happy hour? Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Dude, here it is. There's, Oh, go. there's a line uh, in um, the episode is, I think it's The Lover, where, or maybe, no, Double Date, excuse me, where uh, mm-hmm. Michael mm-hmm. says, you know, I used to think that I was going to marry Holly, but now I don't really know where, with, with, you know, now it seems like I might marry Helene or something like that, right? Right. He, he actually acknowledges that, uh, I mean, I'm getting the line wrong, but he acknowledges that um, he's not, probably not going to end up with Holly for the, at this point. That's kind of where he's at. Um, mm-hmm. and if, for someone who is a hopeless romantic throughout the show, he feels a little more hopeless this season, um, when it comes to his love life, even though we do get to see him, you know, have, uh, a relationship that on, it begins to trend successful with Helene and then he tanks it. Who right. is Kafkaesque? Um, right. Like, this, so, yeah. so like yeah. at first we're like, <laughs> I, so with Helene, it's like, at first it's like, you're just like, well, this is doomed. I mean, we have the whole episode about, you know, Pam finding out and, uh, yeah. and just uh-huh. how we all know how that went. Um, mm-hmm. I think you're going to want to check the dates on, this. but that episode where they go out for her Helene's birthday and it's like for us, like, there's just a minute where you're like, Oh, this is going really well. And then it just, pff, Michael just torpedoes it. So you, um, mm-hmm. uh, and it only gets worse after that. I love it happens with happens with Helene, happens with Julia. Same when thing. he hey, tries is- to uh, he tries to uh, break up with Helene by playing off of Pam. Where he says, "I have to play. I have to consider Pam's feelings." And she says, right. "You know, Michael, it was hard at first, but now I kind of see how you guys fit." <laughs> like- and I hope you will be as gracious during this next part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I think. 
that's a great point that Alex brought up about at the beginning of this season, it seems like we've kind of said goodbye to Holly, or at least Michael has. And we just watch Michael go through all these ups and downs this whole season. And it ends with, with um, whistleblower with, you know, him and Joe Bennett in the private jet and him bringing, you're going to kill me. I have a lunch date with the chief of police. Um, And, uh, you know, I mean, he's reflecting um, on, uh, you know, his his year, uh, which hasn't been blockbuster financially. Um, his blockbuster stock is way down. Um, so, uh, <laughs> hey, we're all in the hole now, Michael. It's all good. But him bringing up Holly at the in that last episode as the cap to the season is such a crazy. Like at the start of the season, it was like, oh man, that stinks. We said goodbye to Holly. Seemed like they were really good together. And then here we are at the end of season six and it's like, mm-hmm. she's coming back. That's we, That storyline is not done. Would you say that's like the A storyline of the whole season? Is Michael's romantic thread yes. or would it be Jim and Pam's? No. I mean, there's a lot. No, there, if there is an A I think the no. A storyline oh, might be the success of Dunder Mifflin because that's what drives the action, yeah. you know? And then Saber right. comes in, I don't know, back third the season. And I think one thing that mm-hmm. that moment in the season finale kind of plays off is that Joe doesn't have the history with Michael that David Wallace did. She doesn't have the insight or the, the understanding of how it went the last time that Holly was in Dunder Mifflin. Um, or in, right. in Scranton, I should say. Um, but yeah, I think that that's the major overarching storyline is Dunner Mifflin going bankrupt, getting sold, and then Saber coming in. But it's hard to say what the main storyline is. It just feels like that is the most, that drives the most actions. It does. I mean, yeah, and like you said at the end of like the Joe Bennett just saying like, I'll see what I can do is is Michael's face in that moment is sort of, that's the culmination of the season. He's like, I've been searching high and low for everything I had with Holly and I can't find it. And then Joe Bennett offers that to him and it's like, oh my God, that just sets up the end of season of the end of his time on the office in season seven beautifully yeah i i think uh have i slept with a woman more than one left from three that is not correct (laughs) (laughs) i think as far as michael goes in this season i think it's also important to look at him professionally as well i think Hmm. early on we get the promotion with jim as co-manager and it really plays on a lot of michael's insecurities when he almost tanks jim's interview or his idea and then later when he has to work side by side with Jim and then uh, we get to see Michael's success, you know, he's sort of propped up uh, during the shareholder meeting episode. Uh, for example, okay. he's got to deal with, you know, Sabre coming in as his new thing. So there is a, an area of development, which is Michael um, being good at his job, being very insecure and kind of tanking things. And then uh, at the end, trying to find a home with this new company. I, I gotta say, I think I, I understand that like, there's kind of something driving, like, there's there's a story arc that affects all the characters, which is Saber buying out the company and, the, and that corporate arc. But I think that Michael is definitely, like, the hero story arc. Like, that is what, that is, like, the focus of so many episodes, the emotional focus of so many episodes. Um, this was a very Michael-heavy season, for sure. Yeah, and that coupled with Jim and Pam's relationship. I mean, those two things drive the whole show right. with basically Dwight running point guard between those two camps. You know, like that's that's sort right. of how the whole show has worked and continues to work. And so, 
And especially with having them get married and have a baby. I mean, another massively huge part of the story that's that's filled in in this season. Um, like I was saying, you know, it's just like, of course, those are the most viewed episodes. That's that's a beating heart of the show. Um, so, yeah, I think I think. And then the, the way they twist that together with Michael and Jim as co-managers uh, kind of makes for a really, really unique season. You know, you kind of come off season five, which is so much as the Michael Scott paper company arc. Sure. And by the end of season five, and then Holly, right? And then by the end of that, it's like Holly's gone, Dunder Mifflin's stable again. Season six tears it all down again, you know, and then it has to rebuild it back up. Uh, so it has this weird space between season seven, which then is sort of the exit of Michael Scott. Well, that's, like, that's a great point, too. I mean, you kind of, it is important to think about this season in terms of kind of knowing that Michael Scott is leaving next season, which I think he knew and everybody knew um, Mm -hmm. um, working on the show. So it was sort of this really rocky season for him romantically so that they can be like, okay, now that that's done with, we can start to kind of coast downhill here a little bit. We're going to bring Holly back next season. We're going to, you know, all the pieces are going to start falling into place because he's been through this kind of tumultuous um, season. So it's, I think it's, it's not, they could have just as easily given us Holly and given us Michael Scott finding love, you know, but they, they really put him through the ringer first. And I think that's really important for, for how great season seven is and how great that storyline is when Holly comes back. I think it's interesting in this season that Jim and Pam uh, have these big milestones, but to a large extent, it seems like they are very much okay. I actually really enjoy a lot of scenes where they can just kind of interact and, and bounce off each other. And, and uh, they're, they're talking through things in their sort of day to day. Like I'm thinking of when they pitched Donna for the sales call and they're talking about the Schwab guy told us to treat every sale like a big sale. Right. Or um, when Pam is trying to decide if she should be say that she, uh, told someone about the saber printers and, and right. jim says oh yeah that's good get all the all the bad ideas out right away yeah um or, yeah or, or, or also when she we just sort of get insight on a conversation we don't see on screen after uh after pam slaps michael mm. and they're walking away and, and jim and pam's like you were right i don't feel any better and it's like they talked about that we get them after their honey when they come back from their honeymoon mm-hmm. and they have the inside joke of Frankenbeans. Okay. Like we get some just kind of nice little Jim Pam things are working. The other one that I really love is uh, they're talking about Jim yelling and Pam says, you don't yell. <laughs> what about the end of apple picking day when you said that, the, the, hey, the car's over here. I, you exclaimed. <laughs> what was the end of was apple picking day? It was the perfect end to a perfect day. <laughs> you exclaimed. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, good stuff. Uh, on that note, what about Pam's pregnancy? Let's talk about that a little bit as far as yeah. uh, a thread of this episode. Um, yeah, a life a life coming into the world throughout the season. Yeah, that's kind of the joke, I feel like, besides, you know, the wedding or, or talking about the wedding and talking about uh, Pam's mom for a long time. It's that Pam's pregnant all this season, pretty much. We end season five with her finding out that she's pregnant um, when they have to leave the corporate picnic. Um, company picnic. And uh, yeah. the company picnic. and uh, But we get lots of great comedy from that. I mean, we get um, our uh, vomit cold open. 
we get our uh, <laughs> yeah no one we did the cold open draft we got a lot of responses from people being like hey you didn't pick yeah, my favorite yeah. hey, you didn't pick mine that was one no that one people was like really liked and yeah yeah <laughs> but it was like I, man I, just at some point i've seen enough people throw up if i can't watch it while i'm eating it's probably not my favorite <laughs> <laughs> We're going to bed. i reserve the right yeah. to peel my hard-boiled eggs at my okay. desk at my desk yeah uh but it is it is a i mean and they they weave it into the plot a few times i love have some fun with I, it i mean her and andy out on the sales call and i love that's a whole oh, totally. episode you know they play off as a couple they're you know no, 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 dude. Andy's retaliation to that is so yeah. insane. The way he Pam's our like, surrogate. <laughs> on a, yeah, he's like, I date models, like on a scale of zero to Giselle, she's a nine. <laughs> I think you see his face models too. Yeah, face models, <laughs> like those are like hand and feet models. And stuff. Well, oh, someone's gosh. got the case of the definitely's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's good. It's good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Her pregnancy is, it's a, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of time for like Pam takes time off after that. And we get to see Pam, how much she misses some people mm-hmm. afterwards, which is a lot of fun. Um, they make all this sort of pregnancy jokes as she is. And she was pregnant at the time. Is that, is that correct? Am I wrong? I believe that is the second pregnancy, but it's I might be wrong pregnancy. as well. Okay. Um, when she is uh, pregnant with, Philip, um, right. she was actually pregnant, uh, but uh, but yeah, I also love how other characters rib them so much about this. I mean, of course, there's the part in gossip when they announce their pregnancy to take the heat off of Stanley, and <laughs> Michael takes the picture and says, "Wow, look at that! That is the inside of your vagina." <laughs> it's clear why we didn't tell anyone. Now that's clear now. Ryan says not to vaccinate it. Creed asks who's that's the right. OBGYN. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh my gosh. And then, but like, I mean, you've got so many more jokes at their expense. I mean, even when Michael is dating Helene and they go out on their birthday lunch, um, Pam's kind of ribbing her mom like, oh, so what, what are we saying this birthday, mom, 49? And she's like, uh, yeah, let's, let's do go with that. And she's like, wow, our longest tradition yet, nine years. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. And then Michael's trying to do the math in his head, (laughs) but then like, you know, then Helene's like, Oh, Pam, and you just got married and you're six months pregnant. So how does that add up or something like, I can't remember the numbers, but, but I did burn on you and a little on me. (laughs) Jim says that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of fun. That's a great point. Um, and, and really, I mean, for a lot of this season, things are really great for Jim and Pam. I mean, the little struggles that they have seem to be more about everybody else, not so much about them. I mean, we did do our episode about the delivery where they, you know, they struggle a little bit there, but that's just a, like, you know, just a misstep for them a little bit arguing and things like that. It's it's just a blip. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, their relationship's very solid here. We're not really worrying about them too much anymore in season six. I mean, would you guys agree with that? Yeah, for sure. I, I'm more worried about Aaron and Andy. To be they honest. fill that, that gap a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, of course, Michael and his romantic uh, endeavors. But, uh, but yeah, that's a good point. Andy and Aaron. We've got Aaron now um, joining the cast. Uh, uh, is uh, 
is well she joins in five right. but certainly begins to blossom more she, in season six she's in there now i mean it's like we don't even spend much time with her on the first episode because we know her by this point so you know we start exploring uh um you know her and andy uh we've also done an episode about that uh but uh uh yeah um uh they they get the, the a lot of the will they won't they tension uh, with Andy and Aaron in this season and they get a little a lot of bang for their buck uh, for it because both of the characters are so oblivious to the signals that the other one is putting off which I think is really is is really funny throughout the whole season so uh, as Andy says uh, you know the ball is definitely in her court. <laughs> it's it is it's a jv version of jim and Mm -hmm. pam where they're just like they don't really know what's going on as much on the field they're just a little they're not ready for varsity yet they they don't have the kind of insane chemistry that you know jim and pam do but uh but i it it works like i do find myself rooting wanting them to get together they do seem like a great fit um but you know unfortunately now i'm tainted knowing what happens later on so it's almost like I don't even want this to be happening when I rewatch season six. Hey, in the context of season six, I think it's a great, great piece of it. Totally. It adds a ton of color and dimension, and we get some additional totally. development for Andy and Aaron um, that we don't get in other seasons, really. I think we get to see Andy and Aaron's first date. We get to learn about Aaron's sort of past life as a foster child, and we get to see her act really strange in Secretary's Day, which is kind of the, mm-hmm. an inkling, like a first inkling of of who her what what a spectacular interaction of characters like michael and aaron Mm -hmm. and like that is such an important episode for their relationship as that develops you know very quickly between now and the end of season seven Mm -hmm. um a kind of character uh, who's so oblivious and absent-minded that michael thinks she's a rube (laughs) that's that's it that's exactly the joke (laughs) next level um and i mean favorite age (laughs) <laughs> and I love too that like it's this is maybe the first time that we're kind of taking Andy's character a little more seriously Do you, would you agree with that maybe I mean he's been a joke for three four and five pretty much up until this point like his relationship with Angela we know that he was like you know the fool that whole time I mean he was you know just kind of an annoying pestering uh well this is season six is the first time we andy's search for happiness feels real exactly because he, like you said the whole time with angela it's a sham and everyone knows she's with dwight and it's like he's just this dumb stand-in for dwight mm-hmm. like but yeah this is the first time we see him actually having any sort of real like success or in terms of something that would actually be good for andy and he knows it and uh i mean kind of similar with aaron too and and it's just it, it like you said it's like these these school children of this crush behavior of like well now maybe she i'd see if she's into me and now it's her turn mm-hmm. and it's his handoff and you're just like can someone just have a casino night and uh, pull a cast <laughs> uh, let's get this thing going but you know takes its time and and yeah like, i think that's a good point edwin it's like you need a bit of romantic intrigue and every season something to keep it going and so, i love the way it rounds out near the end of the season with um happy hour where they're trying to uh andy keeps saying i don't want drama you know <laughs> uh, and then at the end aaron is just says you're a total drama queen you love the drama yeah so they, they yeah they, i do yeah yeah that's a really fun fun one I feel you. 
<laughs> Joanna. Um, we can't forget about uh, Dwight in this season. Um, I think that. No, no, no. I think that the uh, co-manager, co-manager story arc is j- maybe just half about Dwight and half about uh, Jim and Michael. Um, that is just such a great source of comedy watching Dwight try to bring him down. Um, he's got his uh, listening device in the mallard. He's got um, <laughs> his competition with of- Andy to yeah. uh, have yeah. everyone owe him a favor. Employee of the month scheme. The employee of, in the, Dude, of the month man, scheme. Uh, a scheming Dwight is the best Dwight. Yeah. And we get a lot of it. Or, or, or investigator Dwight is the best Dwight. I mean, we also get him when Michael sends him to investigate you know, uh, if Don is cheating oh, on him or not, yes. you know, we, we, we like, wow. like, like take the cuffs off of Dwight and let him work. And it happens a lot throughout. That the is it's such so a good. spectacular Dwight episode. That is just, it's really one of the best, you know, a full body exercise, out. a full body exercise that involves two people. Yeah. I can think of one tractor pull. <laughs> He's tractor got that pull. thing that he puts on his head with the weight. Like what is <laughs> That's definitely going to hurt you. Neck muscle? Yeah. Yes, yeah. That's some old beef heads. I love, I love when he gets up off the machine and the old woman comes up and is like, young man, can you please wipe that off? She's like, <laughs> he's like, get lost. <laughs> Dude, there's a few times I feel like Dwight is super dismissive of old people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of them. Totally. He doesn't. There's, there's another moment that I can't remember, but it's like, it sticks out in my head. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah. D- but yes, Dwight. D- Dwight. F- fully in in free fall for a lot of this mm-hmm. which is which is great and then of course after the niagara episode he hooks up with isabella there um and he runs into her later at happy hour um meanwhile he's developed a sex contract with uh mm. with angela alleged contract <laughs> um which then later just turns into a punch card um so that they don't have so that he doesn't have to pay angela's uh, damages. Uh, Some weird stuff crazy. going on. <laughs> uh, of course, he falls for Isabel later. Yeah, when he runs into her happy hour, and then later during the delivery, we see. Do I have those mixed up? I no, that's mixed true. Up. That's deliveries true. I mean, before happy hour. But anyways, right. Uh, I think the other thing that we see from Dwight in this season that stands out to me, obviously all of those things, he's got, he's got a lot going on, right? He always does. Um, I love in particular in the mafia episode when they find out mafia, no murder. I always confuse them when uh, they find out that the company is, is bankrupt. Dwight says you can have jobs on fruit farms as human scarecrows. The pay isn't very good and you can't unionize. <laughs> you can't, uh, but the, the thing that stands out to me from this season is in the new leads episode. When um, Michael and Dwight uh, go to look through the dump to try to find the new leads, and Dwight kind of acknowledges, uh, or, or for the first, uh, what Michael says something like, "There was a time when you would have been amazed to walk through the dump with me," uh, and they kind of air out their dirty laundry about their relationship and co-managing totally. and assistant to the regional managing and how Dwight feels like he isn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I felt like that was a really important moment for the two of them. Definitely. Oh, one last Dwight investigation this season is, of course, in the meeting investigating Daryl's workers' comp. Oh, yeah, spectacular Dwight and Toby storyline, which we don't get very often. Dwight, Toby, Daryl, which is a an interesting trio. That is a 
brutal episode for Dwight because I mean he goes through the whole investigation. He basically gets kicked off the porch by Daryl and his sister in this really humiliating way, and then immediately finds out that Jim and Michael are going to be co-managers, and Dwight has been is not a part of the club, and it's just just tough for Dwight. All all just bad things. He's got that uh, talking head where he just looks at the camera and (laughs) screams. I love the Dwight moment where it's, I want to say it's, um, it's, well, it's right when they do the employee of the, no, um, excuse me. It's when they're trying to figure out how to spread out the raises and Mm. Dwight, Dwight walks around. He says, every few, every few hundred years, there are moments where we can affect the course of events. Tick tock. So let's go into Jim's office, tick tock and drag him out. (laughs) And he, so what say you? I know, dude. They all say, it's so like what? Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to my plan. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> what a waste of a day. I could have been growing poison mushrooms to be this high by now. I know. They're mushrooms. They don't get that high. <laughs> um, if there, anything else about Dwight this season? No, you made a good point that he is, he's not necessarily in the spotlight a lot plot wise. But um, he's as consistent as ever. He's as crucial to the foundation of the show as ever. There are a couple cold opens in this season that just are Dwight doing his annual thing. Recyclops is one. The, kar- oh, yeah. the karate demonstration yeah. is another. <laughs> just <laughs> every year, Dwight comes in and does X, Y, Z. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Um, That's a good point. I did just want to go back to Andy Bernard just a little bit because, kind of after the whole Aaron. Um, stuff is kind of over after Secretary's Day. Um, uh, Andy, of course, in line with the whole Saber story arc, starts discovering that the printers are catching fire. I love that whole... Oh, that's true. I love that whole dynamic between him and Daryl, that Daryl's going to get back at him for something from two years ago or something like that. Uh, And then... Andy stepping up, it, but this is kind of, he is a fool. He had, it's, it's a mark of, <laughs> it's a mark of that. Like while Andy's so dumb, it's like, does he have like a moral, like rudder? He, yeah. He needs, he's trying to do the ethical thing a lot of the time. Right. He, in the cover up and in the Trump, when he takes Michael to, to face uh, the man of the who's uh, married to the woman he's sleeping with. It's Bull. <laughs> I I know it's a lot like cricket. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> one of my favorite shows. Talking about Andy's morality. One of my favorite talking heads in the whole show is the shareholder meeting, where Andy talks about uh, he's trying to pump up Oscar to to ask a question. Yeah. And uh, he talks about how he arranged for all these kids to skip the SAT, and then he didn't. And then he says, "I feel lacrimose." And the look that he gives to the yeah. camera is so funny. I, I can't, I don't know if I can even replicate it. But. Yeah. It, is it, is his face saying there like, is that how you yeah. use that word? <laughs> so, yeah. No, yeah. Last thought it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He, wear, he wears it all on his sleeve. <laughs> also rips a scrotum this, this season. Oh yeah. Not great for, for Andy. Mm. Mm-mm. I do love in the episode is the meeting where Michael is just sitting at Andy's desk trying to look into the conference room and he says, how are your sales? And Andy says, what do you mean? Ah, oh my busted. <laughs> busted. Because of the economy. And then Michael just doesn't say anything. Yeah. And Andy mm-hmm. says, I'm in this weird flirtatious nebulous thing with this cousin of mine. <laughs> and Phyllis. 
again with the cousin. <laughs> I don't know, Phyllis, what does this sound like to you? <laughs> uh, I love it. Hey, Andy, let's go hang out with Grandma and get drunk. Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) Papa Bonbidding, where are you? Um, Let's see. I mean, there's there's just so many other great little things that happen. I mean, by this point in the show, the the ensemble is so well established, I think, Mm -hmm. is the other Mm -hmm. thing that's really great about this season. When we open with gossip and we just kind of like spend time with each and every character in a way. Everybody's got their Mm -hmm. own fake rumor about them or a real one in Stanley's case. He's having an affair. That's such a great opening episode to the season with the interns and everything. Would you like to get a cocktail? <laughs> but what's you your know, favorite rumor? If you have to pick one from the group ooh. that Michael that Michael says. Oh the, oh that Andy's that Andy's gay. Oh that that Kevin's just a a machine being worked <laughs> by a smaller person. <laughs> Mine is control. that Toby's a virgin. Oh, I yeah. have a daughter. I'm gonna be a virgin. That's so funny. Um, or then Michael makes up the Jay Crew rumor, assuming they would all talk about him. I love, right. <laughs> yeah, and I love watching, uh, or, or like, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Michael's like, you know, I made all the rumors up, and and he's like, even the fact that I'm gay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> guess to ask. Oh, uh, gosh. I was gonna say too, along those lines, a, a theme for me this season is Oscar gets a lot more shine. Yeah. He gets a lot more involved. Um, obviously, he has this whole plot with Matt. Um, in the warehouse, right. I mean, where we sort of develop Oscar's it's the first time we've had a romantic development since Gil for Oscar. Um, him and Kevin have them like to kind of have a lot of little things. Obviously, the Cookie Monster video that Oscar <laughs> passes around. They have the moment in the parking lot while they're waiting for the Pam Michael fight. Kevin does the like, why can't you ever just agree with me? When, he, when Oscar, when Oscar said like, how could it, like he can't fight back? How could how could Michael win? Why can't you just ever agree with me? And it just gives you a little like, it's the scene just for their own sake. Like it doesn't matter. We just get some Oscar and Kevin development, and then of course Oscar goes to New York in the shareholder. I love the way he sheepishly um, raises his hand. Yeah, and I really like that because I think Oscar he really brings a lot. He brings. He brings some ingredients to the ensemble that no one else has, and they use it pretty sparingly. But that he's really good. The Oscar, the Oscar Kevin friendship is explored a little bit more yeah, in this season. Totally. I mean Niagara for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I love. Uh, I was thinking about this today. So there's um in shareholder meeting when Oscar goes up and he's brought up to speak to the board and the former congressman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He doesn't want to yeah. say anything. He pulls back and does not want to volunteer his opinion. He says he feels like the company's in the best of hands. And in that moment, it feels very disappointing. Why, why doesn't Oscar speak up and assert himself and, and show that kind of understanding and business acumen that we see from him earlier in the episode and throughout the show? Uh, but yeah. I was thinking about it today, and the way that Oscar's arc eventually concludes with him running for state senate is actually a pretty um, – you know, normally I would think of that – Oscar is almost like a flip of what happens with him and the senator. But when you think about it in terms of Oscar's growth or that the fact that Oscar seems like he's uh, mm. maybe destined for something bigger than being an accountant, it's it's a it's a nice moment on the way to that eventual payoff. Right. This this does feel like the the seed planting that sort of that's what that's what that's where it ends mm-hmm. is 
maybe that moment when he doesn't say anything has just been eating at him since season six. And, you know, by the time we get around to him and his campaign later, that's it's just it's caused him to be like, I got to do something. I'm glad you used the metaphor of the seed, because the other Oscar moment that I really love from this season is this plantation is running low on greenbacks. (laughs) You can't pay the farmers with the manure to buy us the seeds <laughs> and the dirt. Michael, I can't. Uh, Michael, I can't. And just as you have planted your seed in the ground, I am going to plant my seed in you. What What other favorite moments do you have from this season? Or what did you learn rewatching it, maybe? We're not talking a lot about the individual episodes because we've already talked about them so much. We'll get to um, all of them eventually. I... There's some things in there's a lot of things in season six that feel like the office fan collective either all that people would like to talk about, namely Scott's Tots. Oh, Um, yeah, we can't. I mean, we'll talk about that on its own episode, I'm sure, at some point. Um, There's also, of course, the clip show in season six. We talked about that. Yeah, the banker. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's just so forgettable. It, It. Honestly, when you're scrolling through office episodes, sometimes you're just like the banker. Oh, right. That's the clip show. Like it some still takes me a second sometime. Um, also we got this, uh, we got an email from, from Grace who asked us if, um, what we think of the episode mafia. She says, I personally always skip it. I feel like it's a breather episode after Niagara for the writers. I don't really want to have to deal with Andy playing a mechanic. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, um, yeah. Are there skippable episodes this season? Well, obviously none are we know that none are people Uh, people uh, of course people like (laughs) we know that people like to skip scott's tots because they can't handle it which is can't handle the cringe cringe. um but um that's that's interesting that she says mafia is skippable i i kind of love all the stupid sopranos jokes in that episode i don't yeah like <laughs> sauce <laughs> he's the like sauce is on the side i said yeah it's sauce yeah. on top you know if this it, uh, with a side salad if the salad comes on top i said it back that's it that's it <laughs> i love that um i think uh, mafia is an episode that's unbalanced because both jim and pam are gone which is a very unique yeah. sort of dynamic as oscar but, says the coalition for reason is growing very thin yeah so michael if you just uh, with <laughs> You'll be saved. <laughs> what, Michael? His face—he's just hanging on to every word, and he is so heartbroken when he can't connect to Jim. I he's love so when when, J- when Kevin is in the office and he pretends to be Jim on the phone. Thank you, Mister Halpy. You're clearly not in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Yeah. he's just spinning on the chair and then uh-huh. doing the sit-ups. <laughs> so mm-hmm. good. Um, but uh, I mean, truthfully. Like the banker is is way more skippable than mafia. Yeah. Definitely, but the banker. I mean, I skip Niagara. Every, funny. I skip Niagara on this rewatch. <laughs> Something <laughs> that, that I forget because I pass over the banker is is the Computron thing and the new Stanley. Yeah. 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 Right. Really. Yeah. Short new Stanley. The Pacific Ocean. <laughs> Computing. Computing. <laughs> uh, that's good. I don't think there were any. Um, Gale from Breaking Bad. Skippable episodes for me in this in this season. Yeah, I don't. I mean, none of them really are. It's just like, it. I wonder. It does seem like people. There are some episodes people generally don't. If I had to pick my weakest, maybe excluding the banker because it is a clip show. Um, Maybe body language. 
Oh, body language is. Great. I like body. I like. Okay, all right, all right. I, I just like. I guess like not as much happens in that get, like, episode. Sexually angsty Michael <laughs> episode. It's great. Yeah, I love you it. You left your baguette. Yeah, and I do like Donna. Uh, I really, I, I actually do enjoy that yeah, character, totally. even though she's evil. Yeah, boy. Yeah, Michael's <laughs> Michael's flings are just <laughs> all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got another email from Toby. Who, uh, <laughs> maybe the Toby from uh, he's asking about gossip of like the way Michael tries to cover up the rumors like is that actually a, gr- a genius move like if, if Michael really didn't care about anyone's feelings it kind of is brilliant it is, there is I mean I think what's so great about Michael is he so often uses like kid logic like where it's like yeah. I understand how he arrived at this but it's absolutely not what he should be doing it kind of is one of the few times that he comes up with a good, a genuinely good plan. Chaos is a ladder. Chaos is a ladder, that's right. The climb is all. Yeah. Yeah. Just create kind of like a, you know, uh, smoke Muddy screen. the waters. You know? No one can see anything. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Everyone. Sean, you asked what we learned from this season? Yeah. What did I, learned, I learn? I learned, I learned that a company could describe its internship as fun and exciting and have it be neither of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned that if you bear the passing passing <laughs> resemblance to uh, what Jet Li, Jet Li or Julie Mike Stiles, Mike yeah. will call you that incessantly. Alan Thick, Alan Thick. Yeah. You might have learned Stop. shapes or blocks <laughs> or clocks or colors, <laughs> or you might have learned that we're all sisters and brothers. Um, Classic Astro. Any mm-hmm. final thoughts on season six? Uh, Jim and Pam with the daycare is funny. I like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, <laughs> that was a little, yeah. uh, an odd little trip that they have. Upon, yeah. Upon my, my last note is upon the rewatch of the season or most of the season. And I think one of the hardest times I laughed was just seeing Michael and Jim's big suit in Koi Pond. When he puts it on after it's wet. I don't know why. I just laughed like a little boy for so long. Just seeing Michael in the big suit. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of little things just from rewatching to prep for this when um let's see i'm trying to think of the moment pam goes in to talk to ryan i think oh you know what it's about whether or not ryan's going to go to their wedding mm. and ryan is reading i hope they serve beer in hell which <laughs> that was such a perfect ryan book totally. to be reading no, Isn't uh, that the, uh, remind me, who's the writer of Tucker that? Max? Tucker Max, right, who mm. if anyone doesn't know is just uh, memoirs of a complete asshole <laughs> is essentially that book. That's yeah, I haven't, I haven't read the book, but I'm 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 familiar with it. Um, He's a terrible it's person. Right, it's right there in the title. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything you need to know is in the title. A couple of very other funny though. Really little things. I there's a moment during the employee of the month thing that Jim sets up where Dwight comes into the kitchen and he says, "Oh, hey, Jim. I lo- I bet if you tried, you could grow the best beard of anyone in the office." And he opens the fridge and he pulls out mustard and just sets it on the counter. He's just doing something in the kitchen. And then when they pan away, if there's like mustard, jelly, and soy sauce, there's nothing oh being made. Um, and then the last thing. Yeah, he's just emptying out a door rack right there. That's <laughs> so funny. You need a little bit of business to do with your hands as an actor. <laughs> right. uh, the other thing that I noticed that really made me laugh hard was that the whistleblower episode at the end of the season where uh, they're trying to, you know, they, uh, what is it? Gabe comes out and he says, I've come to the conclusion that it's you, Mandy. It just really seems like you did it. And, and they're, they're going back and forth. And then yeah. Reed says, 
I think we can all agree it's either Andy or Angela. And then it's Angela. Get him. Get her, boys. <laughs> but he doesn't flip the coin. That's I, you know, yeah, I remember just, that moment, but he just. <laughs> so good. That's how Creed makes decisions. Yeah, he yeah. pretends he's flipping a coin. Well, I got to do this. One other. Uh... What's the most you've ever lost in a coin toss? <laughs> <laughs> the the other thing that I wanted to call out from this season is I think it has maybe the best blooper reel out of any of the seasons. Oh, it's such a great blooper reel. We've got the push up contest with the weird noise. Um, right. You've got uh, the the other one is during the Christmas episode, Secret Santa, where the scene where Kevin sits on Michael's lap. That is a scene that they clearly had such a hard time shooting because you can see. If you watch the background characters, Mindy Kaling is smiling the whole time. There's even a she's moment she's where she's laughing. in the shot and they turn the shot to kind of exclude her. But the characters break so many times when they're filming that. There's you also a bunch see, of you see BJ Novak step in front of her because he knows she's <laughs> laughing. And we see him kind of just take a step and get in front That's of her. That's so good. But like, it's still so funny. They're mm-hmm. like, we have to use that take. It's just too good. You got the, the bloopers from the delivery where, you know, you got to get it together right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, from the bloopers from Happy Hour, yeah. where uh, yeah. where Michael is, yeah. I'm going to get you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and then the, the other one blooper that I love is uh, Oscar with the oh, plantation. Yeah. Steve Carell laugh, but anyway. It's good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, shall we move on? Yeah. I think it's time for a little conference room. Okay. Well, for conference room, let me go ahead and switch to it. There we wow. go. We'll go. We'll go to the meeting. Oh, there we go. Wow. Look at that well, this tech. is this right. is the song. This is the. Uh, oh yeah. Seasons yeah. of Love. That's right. Nine million nine hundred eighty-six thousand minutes. Right now, right now, conference room. Topic: Hopery. Let's go. All right. This one comes from uh, Jim Campbell, who sent us this little game. It's a quarantine house game, the Office Edition, uh, that we're going to play right now, and. Um, he says, I love the podcast. It's been especially great being stuck at home with everyone else. I really appreciate all the hard work you guys put in. Thank you so much, Jim. Uh, it's a pleasure to bring you this show. Absolutely. He says, after seeing several quarantine house challenges, I decided to create one for the office. Let me know which house you would pick to be quarantined in. Um, I'll tell you what he said afterwards, but he tried to. He put a lot of thought into this. He tried to make it as tough and balanced as possible. Mm-hmm. So let's assume throughout this entire period... We are roommates with these different groups of people, and we got to we got to let's talk through each one here. So, do you guys have it up? Yes, your your screen here. So let's go. Let's just start here uh, with House One: Michael Scott, Holly Flax, Todd Packer, Toby Flunderson, and Stanley. That is nonstop infighting, right? Yeah. Well, I mean. I don't know. It's I don't I don't. I, let, let, here, I'll, let me read the rest of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. House House two, Dwight Schrute, Angela Martin, Phyllis Lappin, Nellie Bertram, and Robert Kelly. Nellie and Robert in the same house. Oof. With Dwight and Angela. House three is Jim Halpert, Creed Bratton, Meredith, Karen Filippelli, and Charles Minor. <laughs> Dude, Jim, these are really well written. Yeah, the fifth very, person very is always a curveball. Always. It's like, oh, I don't know. House four, Pam Beasley, Daryl Philbin. Sounds great. Jan Levinson, Roy Anderson, and Joe Bennett. Mm. <laughs> House five, Andy Bernard, Kevin Malone, Aaron Hannon, Gabe Lewis, Pete Miller. Kids <laughs> table. We'll call that one. Yeah. Aaron, House- <laughs> Aaron and all her 
romantic yeah. interests, including Kevin. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Kevin, will you have lunch with me? <laughs> oh my god! And house six is Ryan Howard, Oscar Martinez, Kelly Kapoor, David Wallace, and Clark Green. <laughs> Okay. I mean, this is wild. So we're going to post this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll post this, of course, so you guys can check it out. It's This is really great, Jim. Um, it's a little easier for the for those of you listening out there if you can if you can pull this up. So, um, again, I'll post that on, like, Twitter when we post the episode. But, yeah, what do you guys think? Should we go house by house, or do you want us to give you where we think we would want to be? I, I mean, where would you want to be? What are you looking for in a quarantine? You know, like – I feel like each of these six houses as a whole is going to have a very distinct vibe. I'm looking to um, avoid ridiculous conflict from past romantic partners. <laughs> the way it breaks down uh, within within these houses. So, yeah, I, I think for me, house three is my first choice. Really, when I look at these, Jim, yes. Creed, Meredith, Karen, and Charles Minor. Yes, putting Jim sure. with Karen and Charles would be would be interesting for sure. I guess we're. I guess we're assuming this is. You really want to watch season, Jim squirm? We'll say this is what season seven, season nine after the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um. I do. I. I think. Here's the. Here's. I think that they're also both mature enough that out of all the other romantic entanglements in the other houses, this one might be the easiest to deal with. Not to mention, Meredith is gonna be a hot mess, but probably fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Creed can play guitar and sing like he's there's stuff you can do with creed make some weird stuff Drugs. charles minor charles minor when he's not at work maybe he's he just wants to talk about soccer and 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 watch old football games you know i, I don't know um i don't know who he is at home <laughs> um i would have to i know he's awake i know he's wide awake i would have to go with house number four which is pam hmm. daryl jan roy and joe and here's my thing Okay. Obviously, Pam and Roy Jim? have a romantic history, but I think, <laughs> but I think now they're both happy in their relationships, and now it all be cool. So you can hang out with Pam and do fun things like arts and crafts and uh, drawing or whatever, or t- you know, mm-hmm. or joking around and those types of things. That's all fun. Then you got Daryl and Roy, so it's like drinking in the backyard ping pong um drinking too much uh those are fun things <laughs> talking about yeah, jet skis ping pong talking about jet skis um i think fantasy joe football got, and then joe bennett's got stories for and days, then, oh joe i think joe would absolutely be back there hanging out with us um totally. and uh you, but you're gonna have all those great danes in the house dude that's gonna get old It'd be nice to have an animal around. We don't have a pet right now during the coronavirus. It would be yeah, but going from no pets to three Great Danes. I mean, I don't know. That's going to be a tough adjustment. I, I, I'm not cleaning up after them. That's that's for damn sure. Um, but uh, Roy and Roy, is doing I, I like Jan too. I mean, you know, she's uh, in a better. She's just uh, you know maybe she would kind of keep the house in line a little bit um, if she doesn't. Jan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Maybe do you think early Jan. <laughs> do you think Jan and Roy would be hooking up? Yeah. Oh yeah. Depends. Has Roy met Laura? <laughs> I, I guess you're in this house with Pam, and I mean Pam and Roy are in this mm-hmm. house together. Jan hates Pam. We know this. Yeah, I guess you're right. That that would be the wild card. Joe Bennett might be the 
might be the steady that's, hand that fixes all. That's this. what I thought about this house as well. I was I, I thought about this one as my pick as well, just because I felt like Joe would be would they be able to kind of keep Jan in line a little bit just by sure strength of personality. Yeah. Um, I think uh, w- without a doubt, the house I least want to be in is is house number one with Michael, Holly, Todd Packer, Toby, and Stanley. That just that sounds very chaotic. Todd Packer immediately is the last person I want to be with. <laughs> Any house with Packer is what I don't <laughs> yeah, want to be in. <laughs> yeah, pretty much all, what I don't want to be with. And then Holly and Michael's uh, romance is just so intense. The PDA. Um, I don't, you know, I just don't. The comments from Todd. Would rather not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Michael and Toby going back and forth. Yeah. House number one was my second choice. (laughs) (laughs) Mainly because of Stanley and Toby. I think, uh, I, I think they'd, they'd, I stay, you know what? Stanley would lose his mind. Stanley would be so disagreeable. There's no one for him to sleep with in that house. So it'll have to be you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my i think uh the house that i would pick is house number six yeah i think that's the one that i that i go in and you know it's funny because you compare it to house one i i said this quote earlier from oscar but the coalition for reason is it the strongest i think in house number mm-hmm. six you got with ryan oscar david oh yeah sorry go ahead yeah oh yeah with ryan oscar kelly david wallace and clark you're putting ryan in the coalition for reason no not at all but uh, oscar and david wallace i think are two people mm. that would be calm enough and level-headed than us. Ryan and Kelly would be a dis- probably Clark too. Yeah, Ryan and Kelly would be like kind of a distraction on the side, and Clark is fine, I guess. He's kind great, of a great slack kind liner. of a skeevy dude, I guess. But uh, or at certain <laughs> times, but but you know, he would just be there, like mm-hmm. sure, yeah. That's is that's that's what I thought about three with with Jim, Karen, and Charles mm-hmm. would at least be someone. And you know karaoke with Meredith and Creed uh, at the at night nighttime it'd be it'd be a great house. House man, can you imagine being in the house with uh, with Robert and Dwight and Nellie? <laughs> now that that's a reality show. That house, I'd love to. I'd love to watch that's it. That's crazy. I mean, Nellie and Robert are obviously doing their own thing, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I'd be like, I feel like maybe Robert and Phil. Man speaks of nothing but <laughs> sex. That's not true. Sometimes he speaks about flesh. <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't anyone no one wants to go to house five i mean uh house house five andy kevin aaron gabe and pete house five is a show that i would want to watch like a big brother show i would love to watch that <clears throat> house five would be very entertaining honestly with with gabe and andy and aaron in the same house and even pete i mean but i guess pete and aaron would maybe be together and then Andy and Gabe can be friends again. And, and Kevin too. Kevin's just sitting in the cut there. Yeah. 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 Well, the springtime thinks that it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> what, yeah. Interesting. I wonder it's, it's a, it's a really good grouping of characters overall. I really like, I really yeah. like these, these pairings. I wonder if Andy, Kevin and Gabe would team up against Pete is what would actually end up happening. Uh-oh. And that would be very funny. Fun to watch. Um, thank you, thank you so much, Jim. That's uh, the, thank you for sending this to us, and yeah, yeah we'll post this uh, so that everyone can send us their opinions too. Google said Jim, but then he signed off James, so I don't want another Jenny Sunny situation. Yeah. Jim, James, Jimothy. Yeah. 
<laughs> so there you go. But yeah, well, I'll put that on Twitter. We'll have it on up on Facebook when the show drops, mm-hmm. so you guys can sweet check it out. And now, yeah. time for a little trivia. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Sweet. I am Oops. your big daddy, <laughs> and I am gonna kiss the boo boo. <laughs> Our classic trivia drop right there. Thank you, baby. Thank you a lot. All right, trivia. We'll go to the break room for trivia. There we go. go. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. All right, so trivia here. Again, this was a fan submitted, sent in by uh, Kennedy. Awesome. Kennedy, great job on the trivia. I love how he did it. She did it. I don't know. Kennedy. Who knows? Um I love when uh, when yeah. when Jim goes in to talk to Michael about what he said to David Wallace. He says, "Did you know Lincoln's secretary was named Kennedy?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, let's. Here it is. Uh, this is from. This is just randomly at random episodes, different season, general trivia for you guys. Question one. Uh, this is from season eight's the turf war. What is Andy's wireless password? Uh, Eat, pray, love. Eat, pray, love, correct. From season eight, episode 24, Free Family Portrait Studio. During the cold open, five different people interrupt Oscar's webcam video. Who are they and in what order do they arrive? Robert California. It only counts if we see them in frame. Robert California. Uh, uh, He did request we do this in order. Oh, Robert is last. Yeah, no. No? Kevin is last. I'll give you one. Kevin is last. Well, but remember how it starts. Can we? Okay, yeah. You somebody comes ahead. over. Somebody comes over and says, "What is he doing? Or what are you doing?" Yeah. And then I think Dwight says he's making a video to recruit yes. younger yes. homosexuals. Yes. And yes. then is the first person Phyllis? Yes, it is. Okay. Mm. Very Phyllis, good. So you have Phyllis and Dwight. Dwight. Angela. And someone. No, someone uses the camera for something else. Oh, Kelly. Like checks how she yes. looks. Robert yep. comes in and says, <laughs> "Yeah, it gets vastly more yeah, complicated. Yeah, yeah. sexuality yeah, is a spectrum. Spectrum." And then Kevin at the end. Yeah, correct. All right, Very nice. Good. Very Man, good. We got through that one. I was. We got there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, from season four, episode four, money. When Michael calls Stanley at his second job, what is he pretending to sell to him? What is he pretending to sell to him? Michael accidentally calls Stanley, and then he switches voices. Oh, yeah. What does he try to sell Stanley? Sure, do you want to buy our... <laughs> you got the voice. It's like, is it food? No, it's a new satellite television. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Mm. Uh, from the same episode, when Jim goes to Dwight's bedroom at Shroot Farms, when he hears him crying, mm-hmm. what does the sign say on Dwight's door? Oh. Keep out? No. In- Similar. Private? Employees only? Yeah, private okay. room. Yes. Uh, in the cold open to Roy's wedding in season nine, Pam creates a chore wheel for the office. Which of these is not an actual prize and punishment on the wheel? Ooh. Is it A, Creed's Choice, B, <laughs> Warehouse Vacation, C, $15, D, Stanley Gets Your Lunch? I know for sure Stanley Gets Your Lunch is one of them. I love <laughs> Warehouse Vacation. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah. I want to say Creed's... I want to say Creed's choice, or fi- or fifteen dollars. I think it's fifteen dollars. I think that's yeah. Because who's giving the money for that? It's fifteen dollars. Oh, I forgot I had this. 
That is correct. It is C, fifteen dollars. Nice. Uh, it's a little tricky from Kennedy because there is a ten dollar prize. Ah, he tricked us. Okay. Yes. Uh, season nine, episode one. New guys. What two things does Angela use to describe her cat Comstock to Kevin? Expensive. No. <laughs> it's long hair and denim pants. <laughs> Wait, how does she use it? To describe Comstock to Kevin. Oh, long hair and denim pants. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, from season two, episode twelve, the injury. When they are bringing Dwight to the hospital. Dwight starts making weird noises. When Jim asks him what he's doing, what does he say? Chopter noise, uh, like helicopter sounds. Oh, you're so close. War sounds, Vietnam. Yes, yeah. Vietnam sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. In the beginning of the episode, Take Your Daughter to Work Day, Pam is setting out two new types of candy for the kids. What are they? Bonus. She holds up two different bags a few seconds later. What type of candies are in those? One of the bowls is green and one is orange. Sound right? Uh, I don't know. No. Jolly Ranchers or Jelly Beans? Lemonheads and Starbucks. Uh, okay. Mm. The bonus ones are lollipops and jelly. Oh, I was good. Mm. Lollipops. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yes. This is fun. Um, I'm really in, I'm, I'm having great. a good time. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hard one. How many years has Dwight brought pepper spray into the office every day? We find this out in the negotiation. Eight? Season three. Yes. Oh, wow. Eight years. Very good. All right. From season four, Survivor Man, who went on Ryan's cool retreat? Dan from Buffalo. Yes. Ryan. David Wallace. Yes. Yes. Uh, no, no, we don't actually know David. Okay. We don't see okay. that it's David. Craig? No. No Craig. How many more are there? Uh, so you've said Ryan so far. And Dan from Buffalo. Mark from Buffalo. Mark from Buffalo. Okay. So there's three more. Uh, one of them is one of them is obvious. Works in the office. Toby. Toby. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Kendall. No. Uh, it, actually, he might have. Been, it might be Dan from Buffalo, and then he says Mark Chrisholm. Okay. And Jeff from Albany mm, is the last. That's one. tough, man. Yeah. Nice. I am <laughs> Uh, all right, from season six, the promotion. When Jim makes a pie chart of how Michael spends his day, what are the three categories? Uh, Go for procrastinating, it. distracting yes. others, yes, and critical thinking. Yeah, you made it bigger just go. so that you could see it. <laughs> yes. All right, and the impossible bonus question here: What is Dunder Mifflin Scranton's fax number? We find this in golden ticket five 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 five. <laughs> oh, you got three of them right five 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 zero one seven five actually wow. i should have known five that link. you know the rule is for uh um uh, when you're making phone numbers for shows you have to do five 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 zero one and then you get to only make up those last two numbers that's like oh, really? oh. sometimes people will sometimes a production will pay for the actual number, they'll just like buy a real phone number so that they can have a real phone number. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of times with sitcoms and stuff like that, they don't want to buy phone numbers. They just, just put it, the five five five. Nobody cares. So yeah, yeah. just so you know. Hmm. Hey, thanks for that's really interesting. That's yeah. it. That's that's the whole trivia right there. Great Thank job, yeah, very much. Great yeah. job, Kennedy. Thank you so much. Not, like the answers, putting the season, like the episode oh, it came from, yeah. that's having fantastic. multiple choice. Yeah. 
multiple choice questions. That is just I mean, that's the way you do it, folks. And it's and it's from the whole show. I mean, if we get more like this from people, we're going to be using. We'll them. be doing them. Okay, um, give us the trivia, you guys. Please send us some trivia. You can uh, you can write it to us. You can email us mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. You can write us on Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We're on Twitter at Michael Scott Pod. Um, you can call us and leave us a message. Don't leave us your trivia that way. But uh, if you have any questions or thoughts, give us a call. 505-0-1-3-694-9314. Quick thing if you do make trivia for us, I just want to say, the the question the best types of questions are things like what does it say on the door like or you know what was the name of whatever right. a lot of the number ones they get a little dry they're just mm-hmm. they're tough we like them have one or two of those but we don't want too many of those just heads up and uh, and you can find all those ways of getting a hold of us at michaelscottpod.com special thanks to Ryan Lloyd who helps us with all our social media and designs our artwork um, this episode was obviously recorded all over Portland Oregon. In our various private studios. Uh, I think one thing to mention. I'm still at work. uh, Yeah, yeah. This is our work from home. This is my office. Yeah, home office (laughs) while working from home. Uh, I think our last mailbag episode, we had a really good time doing it. And I think we want to do more mailbag uh, episodes in the future. So I know that you guys have been great about sending questions in, but please send in more. Uh, We have a lot of time to get through them now. So That was a um, few weeks ago. (laughs) And then lastly, I know, I know. Of course, you know, we we appreciate everyone who listens, interacts with us, messages us. Um, Yeah. Hope you're all doing well. Stay safe, stay healthy, be well. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and for writing in. We love y'all. Pippity poppy, give me the song. Yes, sir. Dean Trophy, sweet 100 and doodly doo. Sherman Blinds and Rugs, sweet 202. Here it is. Ba-ba-bundrening. 401. Yeah, I was going to sing that part. I know, now you don't have to. Well, except it was going to resolve the melody, so now my head hurts. Feels like I held in a sneeze. Mm. I hate this feeling. <laughs> Sweet 401.